guys. All right. Well, let us get started <clears throat> with the State of the University Address. Uh, I always really look forward uh, to the State of the University Addresses because um, it's just so much fun to share with everybody what's been going on at Signum University. I know that everyone who is here is connected with us in some capacity. Maybe you're one of... Uh, and, and it's funny... Um, Recently, uh, Serena Higgins, our uh, press editor-in-chief, was making a list on Twitter of Signum folks. Um, and this prompted a lot of people to ask, do I qualify as a Signum person? Um, you know, because, like, I only just, like, listen to one of the broadcasts asynchronously, so I don't know if I count or anything. You totally count, <laughs> right? Our Signum community is consists not only of our faculty and staff that work with us at Signum, not only of our students who are enrolled in one of our, uh, one of our you know, several different teaching programs, um, but also to the people who uh, listen to, our, uh, to, the, to, to the broadcasts, to the weekly broadcast, who benefit uh, from other things, who maybe attend, um, uh, attend one of our events, either remotely or in person. Um, there are all kinds of ways in which people can engage in the Signum community and I am very grateful to all of you. It's one of the things that I am so excited about uh, for this uh, for this broadcast, for the the finale of the fundraising campaign every year, is just the opportunity to celebrate uh, people and to celebrate Signum with you guys. Um, and uh, but again, a lot of you. Uh, are, you know, might be involved in different ways, but also to different extents. And so therefore might not even be aware of some of the things that are going on in the rest of Signum University or have uh, a lot of the big picture. So that's what I wanted to, that's one of the things that I'm excited to give you in the State of the University Address. So here's what we're going to talk about. First, we're going to look back uh, at some of the financial numbers from Signum University this past year uh, and over the past few years, actually. Now, that doesn't sound very exciting. Let's review the financial numbers. But I'm telling you, the reason I want to do this is it paints a really exciting picture of where Signum is and what's been happening. It's kind of stunning, actually, you'll see in just a minute. Um, and then I want to look at what's been happening at Signum this year. We're going to sort of review some of the uh, familiar programs uh, that, you will, uh, that you will know about and talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that are going on there. And then I'm going to be talking about big developments <clears throat> that happened this past year. Um, uh, we're going to talk about our first year in space. Of course, you will remember last year at this State of the University address, um, just over a year ago, it was about 13 months ago, of course, um, I announced and launched the space program officially. So uh, we introduced space space program to the world at last year's State of the University Address. So I'm going to tell you some things about how the first year in space has been. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what's next and what's coming and what are the things that we're working on. So let me talk about the historic year that was 2021-2022. Um, so, okay. So first, let me talk about the annual fund, because of course that is the uh, the sort of excuse that brings us here together today. This is the end of our fall fundraising campaign, which as you guys, as people who have been around for a while know, um, Signum University, of course, is always uh, very cheerfully accepting donations. We're a tax-exempt institution, and we really rely upon um, 
we really we really rely upon donations not for our sole income by any stretch we have you know tuition bearing programs and uh, you know we sell tickets to our events and things like that and these are things that we do to try to make sure that we break even it would be almost impossible for us to operate as we do if 100% of our revenue came uh, through uh, through donations however we also choose to operate in a way which well, it doesn't exactly maximize our profit margin. Um, we try to make everything that we do, all of the services that we offer, our teaching programs and our events and everything, we try to offer them as at as low a price as we possibly can do. Um, and what that means is we do really rely upon donations, upon our annual fund, in order to help to, to make ends meet, uh, to really make uh, Signum possible so we don't have to pad our margins in every single, you know, uh, uh, pricing that we put out there. So, um, so that's, it's, it's completely essential for us. And you're, so you may remember, um, in my update last year, Last year, I told you guys that in the previous year, in the 2020 to 2021 year, we had had a record fundraising year. Um, and our, we raised $85,000 uh, for the Signum Annual Fund in 2020 to 2021. We had never done that before. Uh, we broke all of our previous records. And so last year, again, if you were here with us, you will remember me saying that I, I was, I, we were boldly striking out and I set a goal for this past year's, for the fiscal year 2022, so 21 uh, to 22. Um, I set a goal for that year's giving at $100,000, which we had never hit $100,000 before. Um, and, uh, and we were at uh, around a little under 80, I think, um, in, uh, in gifts and pledges by the end of the campaign last year. And, um, and I was like, okay, all we need is you know, about 20,000 more, and we'll be able to hit our ambitious, ambitious goal of 100,000. Um, well, <laughs> you guys responded in an amazing, amazing way. Here's what actually happened last year. $136,000 of giving in last year's annual fund. As you, you can see how it dwarfed the previous record um, from fiscal year 21. It was just an amazing, uh, uh, an amazing response of generosity um, that really jump-started Signum University. So many things are made possible. Um, it's uh, it's it's just incredible. And on on a you know regular monthly basis, we are always trying to figure out what we can afford to do as far as paying people. There are so many tasks that need to be done so many um so many jobs that we would love to fill um but we're not sure if we're gonna have enough money yet uh in the budget to be able to hire someone to fill that role um that is the number one thing that generosity like this enables is it has empowered us as i'll show you um it's a huge part of what has empowered us uh to be able to um, take a big step forward um, with our hiring and to get things done that we never were able to get done before. This year so far, we're already over eighty thousand um, uh, dollars for uh, for this year so far. Uh, eighty thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight to be exact uh, in gifts and pledges. 
I'm setting a new goal for this year of $120,000. So yeah, I, I, my, my hope is that we will actually match or exceed last year's amount. But that was a huge, uh, that was, that was a huge accomplishment last year. My, my goal is a little bit more modest. I think that we can hit 120. Again, I'm, I believe we can go further, but my goal, my sort of budgetary goal is $120,000. Um, uh, so I, that's, um, we have of course the year end coming up. It's the middle of November now, as we get towards the end of year and you begin to start thinking about your taxes and, uh, and uh, some uh, 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 tax deductions and things like that. Uh, so all Signum University donations are 100% tax deductible. Uh, so we do hope that you will remember Signum as we approach towards the end of the year. But this is just amazing. I just, I wanted to begin with this and to tell people how grateful uh, I am, how grateful everybody at Signum is for the marvelous, marvelous generosity of our supporters. Um, and uh, so let me show you some other things. This is just the beginning of the exciting story uh, that some of these numbers tell. Um, the uh, uh, total revenue. So, okay, so I'm, I'm going to, for a, for a couple of these next slides, I'm going to sort of reshare the slide that I put up last year, right? Because last year I was telling this story too, a very similar story about how remarkable the growth at Signum has been over the last couple of years. So for instance, I shared this slide last year where I was showing what our total, Signum's total revenue uh, had been over the last three years and the, uh, the very remarkable growth that we had been showing. And this was my projection for fiscal year 22, that is the past year that um, that has finished. Our fiscal year runs from August 1st through the end of July to match the academic year. So uh, anyway, so for that fiscal year, the projection that I was announcing last year, that was sort of our initial beginning of the year budget, um, was 350, almost $351,000. Um, so, uh, and, and <clears throat> again, this was... Um, this is a big deal. You can see how rapid our growth has been and was projected to be based on, um, you know, basically ever since we started adding new programs. But the reality of this past year was even better. The reality was we actually had four hundred, almost four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars in uh, total revenue. So you look at that fifty percent growth in one year, right? Um, since 2020 to 2022, sorry, 2020 to 21. Um, so from fiscal year 21 to fiscal year 22, we grew 50%. It's doubled. Our total revenue is 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 doubled. 100% growth uh, from fiscal year 20. It's just it's just amazing. It's been uh, an, an incredible, incredible time um, of growth at Signum University. Now, here is what we're focused on. Here's what I am primarily focused on is I'm doing budgeting and things behind the scenes. And again, I shared with this, but I wanted to share more of an update about this this year. Um, I, I, a, a small recap for those of you who are new to this. Signum University was built from nothing. We had no startup funding. Um, of any kind, uh, we built from scratch. Um, so we had no startup like institutional partnership or identity, no startup, uh, uh, you know, endowment or funding or anything. We started from scratch with nothing. And what that meant was, although we've been paying our 
faculty from the beginning. So the people who teach, you know, so we started with just our MA program, of course. And um, we, from the beginning, have been paying our MA faculty out of the tuition that we've been getting from uh, from, from each of our courses. Um, and we were, I was committed to doing that from the very start. But it meant that at the very beginning, there was really not much left over uh, to pay staff. So, you know, at the start, it was like me and one or two people who were working and we were basically working as volunteers, but not just as volunteers. A distinction that I want to make that's been a very important distinction to me at Signum University. There are some people who volunteer at Signum, which is awesome. And I love it when people volunteer at Signum. That is people who um, uh, who just want to help out, right? Who, you know, either uh, have some time that they would like to give to Signum University or, you know, maybe they, um, you know, they, they have some significant time or expertise to lend to us and they're not in a place where they really want or need compensation. Um, that is awesome. Absolutely love uh, volunteers who are able to give to Signum University in that way. But there have been a core of people who have been volunteering, volunteering in the sense that they were not paid, um, but basically they were not just, you know, kind of donating some of their time. They were investing in Signum University. Um, people who were investing in the opportunity to build something that would be able to become a future career for them. People who invested in helping Signum to succeed with the, 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 the hope and understanding that when it did, um, we would be able to hire them. Um, and that, you know, because they decided that this is, this is the career they wanted to help to build uh, for themselves by helping Signum to succeed. So we've had a core of people who have been technically volunteers, but who have really been who I think of, as I say, of investors uh, in this way. Um, and as our revenue has begun to grow, the number one priority um, that I have had over the last few years is increasing the amount of pay that we are giving to the rest of our staff. Several years ago, I basically kind of drew a line in the sand and said, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. From here on out, anybody who joins Signum, unless they're volunteering in a like true and classic way, just, just wanting to give of their time for free to Signum, which again, always accept that, always appreciate that. Um, but no more, no longer are we going to, you know, bring people in to work for free for now until we can afford to pay them later. Um, though we still have a core of, um, of investors who have been with us pretty much, uh, pretty close to from the beginning for many years, at least. Um, but as I say, that so th this is what I call the staff transition, transitioning from a, a largely, almost exclusively volunteer staff back several years ago um, to the goal where we have a fully paid professional staff. Um, and that's been really the biggest thing that's happening, the, sort of the, the most important but kind of lowest profile thing, uh, totally behind the scenes, you know, uh, that's been happening at Signum University over the past, over the, these past couple of years. So here's a slide that I shared last year um, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, yes, yeah, that our, this is our, our, this is our commitment. Our commitment is to transitioning to a fully paid staff. So here's the slide I shared last year. Um, this is this represents total pay to non-MA faculty. Again, from the beginning, we've been paying our MA faculty. Um, uh, when, you know, back when that was our only program, we were paying our faculty um, 
because that that was that was a really important principle from the start in order to be able to recruit you know uh, uh, the highest possible quality faculty for our program. Um, but as you can see, fiscal year 19 and 20 were fairly typical. Um, it was pretty flat before that for a few years. We were only paying a total of around forty-one thousand uh, dollars to all of the rest of our staff together, um, and that's um, not very much, <laughs> right? That was uh, an ex a just an illustration of the kind, like sort of the peanuts we were able to kind of throw out there. We made a huge step forward in fiscal year twenty uh, twenty-one, where that jumped up. You know, we that multiplied uh, uh, by, you know, almost, well, no, more than uh, three times uh, to $132,000. And last year I was sharing that we were projected during fiscal year 22 for that to increase up to $193,000. Well, here's the actual of what really happened. We actually spent almost $250,000 on our staff uh, this past year. We, we, it's, that's, almost just shy of a hundred percent growth in one year. We, we almost completely doubled <clears throat> the amount of money that we paid to our staff during this past year, huge progress forward, uh, in our staff transition. And it has made me so happy. Um, I, there's nothing as, as, uh, as the president of Signum university, there's nothing that makes me happier than paying people. I love <laughs> paying people. Um, I love filling out our, uh, our salary, uh, uh, spreadsheets and things, uh, and, uh, and allocating pay to folks. It is just a delight hiring people. It just can't be, um, it's just not, it, 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 it doesn't get more fun, uh, than hiring people and empowering people to, 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 to work and get paid, um, for, you know, doing some of the awesome work of Signum University. As you can see, this this is almost a, a six-fold increase in two years, right? Uh, we went from 41000 to $250,000 uh, in staff pay. Um, this is, you know, again, pay not to the MA faculty. Now, mind, in the last two years, our MA faculty have also received a significant pay increase as well. Um, so that's also been a really, uh, a really fun thing. So it's... Uh, uh, it's really good. So here's the here's the the whole picture. Our total staff, including the MA faculty, right? Um, our total staff pay was three hundred and sixty four thousand uh, dollars in uh, in this in this past year. <clears throat> and again, as you can see, that's up sixty two percent from last year, which you know itself just about doubled the year before. Um, we've got a, a a a you know a threefold growth from two years ago uh, to now in total staff pay. So anyway, this is the the staff transition. You know, this has been it's been going really well, um, but it, it 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 continues. There are still a few and the majority of the you know, if you take like the the total amount of like, you know, employee time uh, and and compare like what is the percentage of that, which is still being which is still basically being volunteered uh, to the university. The, the, the vast majority of that time is from a small handful of folks who have been around at Signum for a really long time, who have been investing for a really long time. Um, I, I'm one of them. Um, I still don't pay myself anything like full time because I'm wanting to facilitate paying 
other people first. Uh, um, I pay myself about one eighth time right now. Um, but that is something both for myself and for the, the, the several other folks um, who are still investing in the way that I am. Um, you know, I cannot wait to when I can tell you that everyone at Signum is fully on payroll. This is going to be really, really exciting. So the, the primary thing that I would emphasize, um, kind of the take home message uh, for you guys as supporters of Signum University, when you give to Signum University, your money goes to people. Like as you can, you can see the percentage, right? I mean, if I go backwards for a moment, you'll remember our, uh, hang on. Sorry. Um, why, why am I not? Huh. Um, <laughs> my, my keyboard seems to have stopped working, which is a little inconvenient. Um, don't know quite why that is. Huh. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me do this the old-fashioned way. Okay. Hang on. All right. I think, I think I'm working now. Okay, yeah, here we are. All right. Um, anyhow, so uh, the our, our as I was saying, if we go back a little bit, remember our total revenue for the year was about four hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, and the amount that we actually paid to people is $364,000. Um, it's a really big percentage. I mean, uh, it's one of the whole purposes. It's one of the ways, one of the reasons Signum University is organized as it is. Um, we don't pay for a physical plant. Um, we are a completely distributed organization in order to keep our overhead down. Um, the, uh, you know, what, $85,000 that is not uh, staff pay, that is in our expenses, our, you know, costs, taxes, uh, you know, employment taxes and things like that. Um, if I counted employment taxes as part of the total staff pay, this is when I say total staff pay, I just mean the money that goes to people, not the money that we pay to, uh, 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 you know, the government and Social Security and everybody else uh, uh, on behalf of our people. Um, but anyway, um, all of the all of those other uh, uh, sort of fees and professional services and whatever is we, we keep that as small as possible. We don't pay, um, you know, so we don't we don't have a physical plant. We don't have the maintenance of our physical plant. And so we're able to keep our other costs way down. So, as I say, when you give to Signum, your money goes to people, your money goes to help support the faculty teaching the courses that you love to take, the people who answer your emails when you are emailing one of our programs or, or, uh, or, or, or our primary line, um, the folks who are keeping track of our books um, and doing all of that work way behind the scenes, our, 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 our bookkeeping and our bill processing and everything else. Um, the team that's working on our accreditation process, the new production teams I'm going to tell you more about later on. Um, these are all the different kinds of people, um, some of whom who are not attached to any, you know, attached specifically to any of our, um, you know, a, a particular uh, tuition, like revenue earning programs, right? And so therefore, the only way that we can afford to pay them is through, you know, the surplus that's left over from those programs and also through your generous giving. So um, this is what helping the Signum community to grow um, as a 
you know, as a family, as an institution, and enabling us to continue, not just to, con to, 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 to grow, not just to continue doing the stuff that we're doing, but to do it better, um, to finally be able, there's so many ways in which, you know, in all of the things that we do, there are so many places where we wish we could pay somebody for even more hours to do, uh, to be able to do more in the role that they're doing, to be able to hire a new role uh, that we have sort of longed uh, for and have been kind of doing without uh, uh, to this point. There's so many things that, uh, that we could do. And this is what, this is what we use the donation money for. It goes right to people and empowering us uh, to hire and uh, uh, to, to hire folks and pay folks. And as I say, that is what I love doing most. Um, now, um, let me tell you about, uh, as Butterbur would say, all these goings on. Um, what's happening at Signum University? What's been what's been happening over the over this past year? Um, first, updates about the Signum Graduate School. Our graduate school continues strong. We've had um, really uh, we we've had solid enrollments in our master's degree program, in our graduate diploma. You'll remember that last year we had a we had what we were calling our certificate program for a long time. And we changed the name of that last year. It's another thing I announced uh, at the State of the University address last year. Um, we changed that to our graduate diploma program. Um, and that's one thing, by the way, that I think has really been uh, has really been kind of gaining some traction over this past year is our graduate diploma program. There are a lot of people who would really love to dig in and take some of our graduate level courses for credit who really want the opportunity to 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 dig in and write papers again and 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 really do some of this academic work, really kind of uh, uh, really get their feet wet um, in in academic uh, work, but who aren't necessarily sure they can commit to the full master's degree program. Um, that's what the that's well, that's one of the, one of the primary things uh, that the graduate diploma program is for. Um, it is a shorter, uh, more flexible program that gives you the ability to just to take the courses that you want, focus on the things that you want to do, um, and not have the sort of the, the fuller, larger structure of the MA program. If you begin in the graduate diploma program and you would like to transfer to the MA program, you decide, hey, actually, I'm going to go the whole way. I'm going to write a master's thesis and do the whole master's program. You can still do that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that is, uh, um, that is, been a huge that that's been been a really fun thing this past year uh the uh, the growth of our graduate di diploma program i encourage people to look into that the other really big thing um to cautiously tell you about uh is that we have made some real progress in our accreditation process now a couple things and those of you who have been around a while will have heard me say things like this before um one of the rules of being in the, so we are currently in the process of applying for accreditation. This is a long multi-year process and we are a couple years into the multi-year process at this point. Um, one of the rules of the accreditation process is that you can't talk about the accreditation process. So I can't give very specific details about the accreditation process. For instance, some of you may be wondering, oh, well, um, where are you applying for accreditation? 
that's one of the things I can't tell you, for instance. However, um, what I uh, what I can <laughs> what what I can tell you is that um, we passed a significant milestone, uh, not just in this last year, in this last month, actually, uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, there is a, there's a kind of um, intermediate stage, a kind of a half, not, not, it's not halfway, it's not halfway in time. Um, anyway, unimportant intermediary stage um, uh, kind of checkpoint in the process, which we officially passed uh, recently. Now, as before, and again, those of you who have been around will have heard me make this kind of disclaimer before, the fact that we passed that intermediary stage does not guarantee our success in the overall process. I cannot say at this point, I'm not guaranteeing uh, that Signum's accre accreditation process is going to be ultimately successful, nor can I tell you exactly when, even if it were successful, that would be likely to, uh, to, to, to take force. But... Um, but we have made some really, really exciting process, um, and that has been wonderful. We're really kind of, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's exactly coming around the final turn, uh, but um, but anyway, it was a it was a major major step, and we have a team of folks that has worked very very hard on the process of assembling our accreditation materials, revising our accreditation materials in response to feedback. Um, uh, that uh, that process as we've been going back back and forth uh, with our evaluators, um, it has been a a long process, a rigorous process, um, and you know it has taken a couple years so far. Um, so anyway, I, I but um, but we have had some initial success, which again, as I repeat, does not guarantee ultimate success, but is certainly a wonderful sign and a wonderful step uh, as we're moving forward. So it's I will admit quite frustrating not to be able to tell you more. Those of you who know me will know that I I love being open with people. I mean, again, I was posting our gross revenue and stuff. I'm not trying, I, there's nothing about Signum that I want to hide. Um, and so I would love to just tell you everything about exactly what's happening, but I can't do that. Um, so, but I did want to share um, that we have had a major um uh, a major step forward there. Um, so we will, um, uh, we will continue working at that. And I hope, um, that we will have more news for you. Um, uh, it, it will, it is my goal to be giving you another update next year. We will see, we will see how things go. Um, thank you guys for all of your encouragement and support in this process. If you go back to when we, um, first, were evaluated for and gained our approval from the state of New Hampshire, which is the first st step in this accreditation process. Um, that was achieved back in 2018. Um, so it's, and then of course we were preparing for that for <laughs> years before that. Um, so this has been a long, long, uh, process. Um, one of the, no, the biggest project that Signum has ever undertaken. I mean, goodness, like building and launching whole new teaching programs is like easy compared to this process. Um, but um, anyway, um, that is, um, uh, 
<laughs> that has been, it's, it has been so far very rewarding. Um, we were just delighted uh, to uh, complete the state authorization process uh, and to become fully authorized in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, and uh, now we are um, one big step away uh, and very hopeful, though in no way guaranteeing the success of, of it. Yet, nevertheless, we remain very hopeful uh, and are continuing to work really hard on that. So that's been just a huge thing going on at Signum. Um, so there's a there's a, a, a ridiculously brief and disappointingly vague update on one of the single biggest things uh, that's been happening at Signum University over this past year. Um, also, we have our Signum Academy Clubs program, which has been going strong now for almost a year and a half. Um, our Signum Academy... Actually, no, it's been fully a year and a half. Our Signum Academy Clubs program is our generally K through 12, um, our, uh, our teaching program for minors. Um, we have loved having kids in our clubs program. Um, we have, uh, we've been running several clubs, uh, this past year. Our three, uh, primary clubs have been our book club, our, um, uh, our translation club, our, our old English translation club, um, which my son is involved in, and uh, and then also our creative writing club. These have been, um, we've had wonderful, wonderful groups of kids uh, in those three clubs. Um, and we also, uh, during this past year, and I, I spoke about this a little bit uh, last year, um, we started in, uh, in last academic year was the beginning of a relationship uh, with... Um, uh, uh, with Mount Royal Academy uh, in Sunapee, New Hampshire, up here, uh, a small private school um, who has contracted with us to run their language program. So we're we're teaching um, Spanish uh, at Mount Royal Academy right now. Um, so they've basically uh, sort of subcontracted their Spanish classes out to us. Uh, and this we're now in the second year of doing Spanish there at Mount Royal, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, we have really enjoyed this. It's been a kind of experiment, uh, sort of seeing, you know, there are many ways in which we think that our Signum Academy programs can really help to meet teaching needs for small private schools like this, uh, for homeschoolers. Um, we think that uh, there is a lot of really exciting potential there. So we've been experimenting with some things, um, and our clubs program is really kind of the core of what we've been doing at, Signum, at the Signum Academy. I'll have more of an update from Signum Academy later, including some exciting new clubs that we're planning to offer uh, during the coming calendar year, starting in January. So I'm not gonna, I won't give that away right now, but we're going to be offering some brand new opportunities for folks, uh, for, for kids. Um, uh, we've been mostly doing especially uh, middle school and high school uh, age uh, students in... Uh, uh, in clubs. And that's probably where our focus is going to continue, though we're open. Uh, we're open to the possibility of doing some, some elementary school uh, uh, level programs as well. But it's mostly been middle school and high school aged. Um, so from about ages 10 and up is, is around where we've been so far. Anyway, so we're going to have three new clubs that we're going to be starting in January. More about that during our Signum Academy update uh, later on in the day. Um, Awesome. Yes, Eric. I see Eric, the, uh, uh, the father of one of our club students uh, here. Very cool. 
Very cool. Yeah, he says, uh, it's been amazing to see the improvement in her reading comprehension and close reading skills and supporting arguments with evidence from the text. It's Yes, exactly. The, um, uh, the book club has been really... Uh, really wonderful. Um, uh, Elise Trudel Cedeno uh, has been uh, our primary book club uh, leader. She's been doing a great, great job with that. Um, yeah, very, very cool. Okay. Um, also, of course, one of the other things that we do that I'm sure many of you, most of you are aware of are our events, our Signum Moots. Um, we I love to provide the opportunity for our community to come together. Um, we are a completely, as I mentioned before, part of our mission, part of our whole strategy um, at Signum University is we're a distributed organization. Our classes are all online. Our, um, our staff and faculty are distributed throughout the world. Everything that we do, we do through the internet. But it's a wonderful opportunity to get together. And especially one of the really cool things about Moots is that it brings people together from across Signum University. People who don't always interact with each other. Because maybe you've got some people who, you know, attend the same broadcasts maybe. But then you've got others who are in our master's degree program or others who are in our clubs program or others who are uh, in space. Um, and the opportunity for our, 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 our community to gather whether it's at our big major annual event, which is Mythmoot in the Washington, D.C. area, or whether it's at one of our regional events. We know that like everybody can't get together, but the opportunity to give people the chance to, uh, to connect and, and, and touch base. Um, these are the moots that happened over the course of these last 12 months. Um, we had Middlemoot, well, technically, since our last one, we've had two. We had Middlemoot in Iowa last year and in Kansas City uh, just a few, just last month. Um, we had Texmoot in Austin uh, back closer to the beginning of, of 2022. Sunshine Moot in Orlando, which was just wonderful. Bay Moot out in Berkeley, California last fall. Uh, Buckeye Moot. We had our first ever Buckeye Moot out in Cincinnati this past summer. SoCal Moot, which uh, moved south down to Carlsbad, even even further SoCal um, than before. That was our most recent moot just two weeks ago. Uh, I was out in Carlsbad with with you guys. New England Moot here in my backyard in Derry, New Hampshire. That not literally. My backyard. My backyard is not in Derry, uh, but, but further south of that in New Hampshire. Anyway, here in New Hampshire, all of New Hampshire is my backyard. It's, it's not a big state. Um, and our first ever mountain moot in Denver, Colorado as well. So um, it's been an exciting year. And of course, we have um, a, a, a fun year of moots. If you look at sort of 2023 and moots that we have um, that we have planned, um, the First one is going to be is is the big one I'm really excited about in January. We're going to be doing Ozmoot down in uh, Australia, our first ever Southern Hemisphere moot, uh, which is going to be amazing. I can't wait. Um, uh, we're adding um, a, a moot in the Pacific Northwest. We're planning to do just as uh, some of our moots kind of rotate around, like Tex Moot has been wandering around the state of Texas uh, over the years. It was in Austin this past time. I think we're going to be doing San Antonio this next time. Um, Middle Moot uh, alternates back and forth between Iowa and Kansas City. Um, I think our Pacific Northwest moot, which I don't think we have an official name for yet, um, is going to be uh, uh, sort of rotating back and forth between Portland and Seattle. 
Um, so I uh, am very excited for the Pacific Northwest moot. I'm hoping to get Magnolia moot in the Southeast up and going again soon. Um, I hope to get uh, back to Europe before too long. We've not had a Europe moot since 2019, uh, before the pandemic. Nader moot uh, in 2019 was our last, our most recent uh, Europe moot. Um, so yeah, I'm hoping to get a, a Europe moot together, maybe in Wales, maybe in Sweden. Um, we're we're uh, we're still uh, we're still working on that. Um, so uh, anyway, and that of course, in addition to returning engagements uh, with um, uh, with many of our old traditions, as I said, we're hoping for uh, text moot in San Antonio. Sunshine moot definitely scheduled. In fact, Sunshine moot um, has uh, the registration open already um, for this coming spring. Uh, would uh, are you know planning to uh, return to uh, all of these places again over the course of the 2022 calendar year, maybe in the spring, maybe in the fall. Uh, keep an eye out on our event page, signumuniversity.org/events, uh, for updates on our moots, um, and all of our moots, of course are fully hybrid moots. So that is that you know the, the goal is for people who who live nearby to be able to you know come and kind of connect to your local tribe, right? Um, however, we also want to enable people who might not be comfortable in a gathering like that, uh, uh, you know, for health reasons or whatever, or maybe, you know, people who would just love to be able to participate um, in multiple moots. We have um, we have a number of frequent flyers who come to uh, uh, come to many of our moots. Uh, uh, we've had s several people who have attended all of our fall moots this past year um, have attended them remotely. We work very hard to try to make as much as we possibly can all of our moots fully hybrid. That is, if you attend remotely, you're not just a spectator, uh, kind of a fly on the wall, you know, peeking in at what's going on during the moot. Um, we like to have you be able to participate fully. We have, you know, multi-way discussions with our uh, with our, our remote people and our people who are there on site. We have uh, on-site and remote presenters. Um, it's uh, it's as much as we can a um, a full a fully hybrid experience, um, and that's been. Uh, uh, that's that was one of the big things that happened this past year um uh you know last year the 20 the you know 2021 2022 year was the first year in which we were going fully hybrid with all of our moots um and we've been continuing that this year and that's been that's been really really successful and really exciting um it is true that when we have food that is better in person than remotely no question no question um all right. Um, so uh, um, we also have some exciting new arrivals. Uh, so one major advance for Signum that happened in the course of this past year um, was the f finally being able to fill in the gaps of something that's been a challenge for us from the very beginning. Um, and that is software systems. Um, basically, we found, I found, you know, I'm, man, I remember how much time I spent in 2020, 2020, or sorry, 2010, 2011, 2012, um, looking for 
software systems that Signum could afford with its very, very, very modest budget. And they just didn't exist. We, there was nothing that we could afford. And I'm talking things like course registration, student records, billing, things like that. Um, there are a number of systems like this. There were a couple open source ones that were really clunky and hard to use. And then there were really, really high-end ones who were like wanting to charge us more than our gross revenue uh, in order to uh, use them, which was obviously off the table. Um, and so for many years, for like more than a decade, um, Signum University operated basically off of Google Sheets, <laughs> essentially Google Sheets and Google Forms uh, for all of the uh, all of our registration and student records, uh, and all. It was it was it was it was tough. It was it was really really challenging. Um, and this year, James Tauber uh, and his company at Alder at Eldarion uh, came to the rescue. Um, James Taubert, many of you know James from the Digital Tolkien Project. He's been a member of the Signum board. He's been a student in our classes and he's been teaching uh, several. He taught one of our MA classes last year. He has been teaching many of our modules in space. Um, you know, many of you will have seen him around uh, Signum University. Um, his company, Eldarion, which does a lot of uh, consulting in digital humanities and development of uh, uh, web uh, web products for um, uh, forms and and, uh, uh, and and sites and things for uh, a lot of uh, schools in particular. He does a lot of, as I say, he does a lot of consulting in digital humanities and working in education. Um, well, they, as I say, they came to the rescue. And uh, by the way. Happy birthday, James, as it's your birthday today. Um, they're celebrating uh, James Tauber on his birthday here. Um, last year, he undertook to create for us, to develop for us, uh, some custom systems for th those things that we've been lacking for all of these years. Registration, student records, billing, all that kind of thing. Um, so two of the most exciting new arrivals during this past year were first... Goldberry. Goldberry is what we decided to name our new course registration and student records system. Uh, Goldberry is an eminent hostess. So when our MA students arrive, um, she, uh, uh, she brings them in. Uh, uh, when you sign up for it, when you go to sign up for a course at Signum University, you might not expect to be greeted by a fair young elf queen clad in living flowers, but there it is. Um, so gold, this is just a, a, a screenshot of our uh, a course registration system for this coming spring. These are our uh, coming spring options. And Goldberry is, um, it's, I cannot even explain. Uh, you have to have experienced it to really understand um, what a step forward having a system like Goldberry has been for us. Um, it, is, um, uh, it is really just phenomenal. Um, and so we had Goldberry, we launched Goldberry in December of last year. So we are coming up on the one year anniversary uh, of Goldberry at Signum University. Then, of course, at the same time, like right as Goldberry was in development and was being launched, we were also launching our space program. And the space program was 
really complicated. <laughs> there are a lot of complexities uh, for space um, trying to figure, because basically what, what we're doing in the space program, one of the things, among the things that we are trying to accomplish in the space program is something that I don't think anybody else has really attempted to do. Um, and that is to make a synchronous educational program that is an educational program that is based on live classes that people are attending in real time together, which is also an on-demand service, basically. Like they're, they're kind of, there are two well-established models. One <clears throat> where you have a bunch of static material <clears throat> that you have a catalog from, right? Uh, that people can choose from. Um, so you just, you know, here's a list of like course materials that you can download and watch on your own time, right? That's a well-established model. There's the other model where we say, okay, we, um, there, here are the courses that we're offering and the times at which we're offering them. Um, take it or leave it, right? Um, and those, you know, are often live synchronous courses and stuff. Like that's how normal semesters at universities run, right? Now, <clears throat> already through the MA program since the beginning, since 2011, We've already been pioneering in this. One of the things that we have done from the start is have our synchronous courses, all of our teaching programs at Signum University, um, focus primarily on synchronous teaching, on the opportunity to bring everybody together <clears throat> in a virtual classroom and, uh, uh, and, and work through stuff together, you know, have, have a, a real classroom environment. Um, but we've also made the, we've scheduled that flexibly based on people's preferences. That is, instead of just saying like this class is at this time, day and time, take it or leave it, we have developed a system which has been uh, mastered uh, by Sparrow Alden over the years, who has been our course scheduler in the MA program for many years now. Um, of asking students to tell us their preferences when they are available to take classes. And then we, Sparrow does this matchmaking thing where we form a, a schedule that will accommodate our students' needs to the greatest extent that we possibly can. And everybody, you know, is as flexible as we can be. And we, uh, uh, we create a really positive environment uh, that works with people instead of just dictating to them. So that we already had in the MA program, but space is kind of even more ambitious than that. It's not only being flexible with the schedules, we do that too, but also wanting to give people the opportunity to tell us what modules do you want? You can learn almost anything in space. What would you like to learn, right? How can we best cater to the needs and desires of our diverse student population and still be offering live courses. So this was a complicated situation. And um, at the beginning, Rob Gosselin, whom I'll be introducing in a little bit, um, who uh, is the director of our space program, he started developing really great systems and he was administering those through some seriously complicated <laughs> spreadsheets and things. And he like just reached the point where it was almost impossible as space began to grow very quickly, as I'll show you guys in a little bit, um, he began to really struggle with that. So James uh, 
partnered up with Rob and developed a parallel system, parallel to Goldberry, but separate from Goldberry. Goldberry is just for our uh, our enrolled students in the MA and graduate diploma programs. This is for our, for our enrolled graduate students. So we added Blackberry. Blackberry, of course, named after the rabbit in Watership Down. Um, when I suggested the name, I was thinking of that scene. Uh, if you know Watership Down, you may remember that scene where Hazel lays out the almost impossible set of things that the plan to uh, to, to 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 get the does out of Africa out of Ephrafa has to accomplish, and then he turns to Blackberry, the clever rabbit, and says, "And you, Blackberry, are going to are, this plan is going to be devised by you." Um, so we named Blackberry. We named the, the new system Blackberry. Um, as uh, Blackberry is the one who is going to solve all of the complexities. Uh, so here in, uh, here in Blackberry, this is, again, just another screenshot. You can see this is the, the uh, very beginning of the list of our December 2022 modules, uh, where you can go in and you can see the things that are being offered now, the things are being offered next month, the candidates that are put forward for January for people to vote on. Um, you know, you set your time zone and availability so that we can factor in when you can attend classes and we can try to make all that stuff work. All that happens through BlackBerry. So Goldberry and BlackBerry have just been amazing systems that have just, it's been incredible. As I say, you, you, <laughs> to, to quote Watership Down again, you can't imagine it if you haven't been there. Um, what it was like trying to do all these things without. So uh, enormous thanks to James Tauber and his team at Eldarion. Um, and over the course of the over the course of the year, we have, um, you know, James and I were in discussions and we've decided um, James and his Eldarion team are officially have officially joined uh, with Signum. They're becoming part of our organization. Um, and there's a whole lot that we plan to do together. As I said, Eldarion, um, they do consultancies in, uh, in digital humanities projects. Um, they're going to be able to bring some uh, digital text and digital humanities resources to our academic programs. Um, there's all kinds of things that they're going to do. So um, that whole uh, relationship is is kind of just beginning, and we're just sort of figuring out where we want to start with things that um, uh, that we can do together. Now that now that Eldarion is is joined with Signum, um, but uh, so I'll more more later on exactly uh, uh, exactly how that's um, how that's going to work. But one thing that I did want to mention is that uh, we. An opportunity that we're looking to move forward with, um, probably sometime in this next year, is as I've been reflecting back over uh, the frustrations that we had for a decade, right? Trying to find there was just there was nothing on the market um, that, for as far as again registration, student record systems, um, that was really going to be sufficiently powerful to make to to be a serious upgrade over managing our own spreadsheets. Um, and also, which was affordable for a small school. Um, again, most of the systems out there are really targeting 
you know, the upper end of the market. Um, and the lower end of the market is therefore really neglected. And there are a lot of small schools out there. I know there are a lot of small schools. Maybe they're uh, small colleges. Uh, maybe they're, uh, you know, private schools, um, you know, private K through 12 schools and things like that who just don't have the purchasing power uh, to be able to purchase one of the major systems and so end up like we were, kind of patching things together on their own. Um, so I think that we have an opportunity to take uh, Goldberry and Blackberry as models uh, that we could offer to other schools. Um, I think it's going to it's a really, really exciting uh, potential, something that we're going to be moving forward with, as I say, uh, we're planning to move forward with over the over the course of this next year. Um, so I would just throw out there at this point, um, if any of you know of um, know of a place, uh, know of something um, that we could, you know, of a, a school that might be looking uh, for a system like this, would love to have some initial conversations with schools that are interested in this uh, to kind of feel that out and see uh, the extent to which we'd really be able to help out uh, schools like that. All right, I better move on with my updates so I don't run out of time. Um, space. So it has been a year in space. Um, as I said before, last year at this time, I announced the space program explained it for the first time, opened uh, the purchase of tokens, and we launched our first modules in December of 2021. So we are almost exactly one year in. We're coming at the end of this month. We will have completed 12 months of space modules. Um, and I was explaining last year how I was how excited I was for the potential of this program, how I felt that it filled an, an important need in our community. We had a bunch of teaching programs already, but there was, um, they were all kind of specialized. You know, I was explaining how I felt there was a, uh, there was sort of a large, a large gap for people who want to learn, who learn best in this kind of a classroom, a synchronous classroom environment, not just kind of, you know, watching videos on your own, but really having a dedicated teacher and having fellow students that you can be learning with. Um, but also people who can't commit to it, who either um, are not in a place where they can commit um, uh, to a, uh, you know, a longer program like our MA program, or maybe they don't need a master's degree, right? Or maybe they want to study other things, right? Um, Any all kinds of educational needs that I was excited for space to fulfill. And it has been awesome. The first year of the space program um, has really been beyond any expectation that I had. Um, what I've been hearing from students has been so exciting, not just, and, um, you know, I've been hearing from students, not just through you know, sort of signum channels, but even uh, my own, several members of my own family have been taking space classes and just loving them. Um, it has been, uh, it has been really, really fun and really remarkable. And the growth of the space program has been unlike anything we have seen at Signum University ever. Um, so here's the uh, shape of th this is our monthly participants uh, in our space programs, our, our, our total enrollments uh, in space over the course of this past year. And the you'll notice that at the very beginning, um, 
at the very beginning of the space program, we had that decline, December, January to February. That's exactly what I was expecting. Every time we've ever launched a program, we've seen that, right? People will get excited. Um, you know, we'll get early adopters jumping in to try it out. And then usually that tails off. This is what we saw in the MA program 12 years ago. Um, was a, a huge first semester and then less and then less. And then it kind of settled down and plateaued to people who were, uh, who were staying. And then we sort of steadily grew um, again over time until, you know, we got back to at least as high as we were in that very first semester. Um, and of course, that's exactly what we saw for the first three months, except it didn't stay low. As you can see that um, you can imagine how exciting those months from February through May were as we were seeing the growth month by month, every single month uh, in space, not only getting back up, um, to, you know, past what we saw for participation in the first month in December, we did that, you know, by month five of the program, we exceeded that. But then to, to continue to grow, um, until, you know, by the time we get to September of this past year, just two months ago in this past September, we, you know, so February was that sort of low point, the third month, right? Which is right around where I expected that. And in September, we had, as you can see, what, like five and a half times, uh, just about five times as many students participating as we had back in February, seven months before. Um, this kind of growth is, um, is really amazing. Um, we've, I've never seen anything like this. Um, the graduate program, as I say, slowly grew over time and, you know, got back up to the levels, you know, of our very first semester, like five years later. <laughs> um, and space did it in the course of like in less than less than six months. Um, so it um, it has been very, very remarkable. Um, but it's not just the numbers. It's not just the number of students we have. As you can see, we're now right up around, um, you know, in the ballpark of 100 students participating per month every month, you know, for the last five months. Um, and spoiler, we're well on our way towards that. Um, uh, when last I saw yesterday, um, we had 86 so far enrolled uh, in for this coming month for December of 2022. Um, and, uh, you know, and there's still you know, a week and a half, uh, for further enrollment. And usually the month and a, the week and a half before classes start is usually a, a pretty big one. I think we're probably going to be, um, up at or over a hundred again, um, in December. Anyhow, so it's been, um, uh, it has been a really, really remarkable, uh, success. And I think the sky's the limit for space. It is clear that, the convictions that I had that I was explaining last year about the uh, the need and desire for this kind of program is even greater than I thought it was. Um, and the way in which space occupies this kind of sweet spot, it really has been everything that's fun about taking college classes with almost none of the things that are you know, <laughs> onerous about taking college classes. It's like all the upsides and none of the downsides of taking college classes. It's, um, 
Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, okay, right. The sky's the limit for space is probably not the best metaphor now, is it? Uh, <laughs> anyway, there are no limits to space. How about that? How about that? Um, I think that uh, that space is going to go really far, and I can't wait to see what happens in our second year uh, as we move forward with space. But there's a whole bunch of things that um, just again, just beyond simple numbers. The, the new frontiers in teaching, the way in which space has opened up opportunities, not just for students, but for faculty, has been really, really cool. There have been so many times over the last 10 years that people have approached me and said, hey, I would love to teach a course on this uh, in the MA program, right? Like, oh, or like, hey, you guys should teach a course on that. This would be a great topic or whatever. Um, but we just, we just, we can't. I mean, we only offer a handful of courses every term and we only have three terms a year and we have to, you know, we have a rotation that we have to maintain to give everybody an opportunity to take our core classes. And, you know, we just, we just, we, we can't, we just can't do as many, nearly as many things as I would want to be able to do. Space is limitless. Um, we have had, we have run 145 separate modules so far in the first 12 months of space. Um, and, uh, it, and so our, our modules, it's you know, each little one month modules. Um, we have right now 332 modules in our public catalog. And I believe there's a large number of modules that are still in, that are, that have been proposed and are in review that have not yet been posted to the catalog. Um, our, 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 it has been so great to have not only members of our, our current MA faculty, many of whom are teaching other people across our institution who are jumping in and teaching things in their own particular areas of expertise, people from our community who have come to us and said, oh man, I would love to teach a space module on this or that. So many things, um, that we have been offering. And I just love the variety of our curriculum. Our curriculum is divided into four major sectors right now. So we have four space space sectors, fantasy studies, language, creative writing, and general humanities. Um, those are our four primary sectors. We may add more sectors as we move forward. Um, a new sector that we are considering adding during the course of this coming year um, is uh, uh, a, a series of practical modules. Um, that is, you know, things like gardening, cooking, all kinds of things, right? Like, again, not so not just academic topics, but practical topics. We'll see. We might, um, uh, we might, uh, we might uh, be adding those. Um, we also divide our modules. So you can go into BlackBerry and you can see a list of our modules by portals. So our space portals, that's what the P in space stands for, by the way. Uh, space Signum portals for adult continu continuing education. Um, our portals are basically ways to um, enable people to find modules that fit particular interests of theirs. So this is a selection. This is like a third of the portals that we have listed in BlackBerry. 
If you're interested in Tolkien, if you're interested in science fiction, if you're interested in Japan, if you're interested in the Middle Ages, if you're interested in children's literature or film studies or video games, we have beginning languages if you want to start learning a language that you that you don't, haven't known before, or advanced languages if there's a language that you have studied and you want to keep it up. This is such a huge area that almost nobody does. There are lots of places you can go to learn languages. There are not that many places where you can go to maintain a language that you have learned. Um, our focus in our advanced languages right now are especially the languages that we teach at Signum University. We've had many of our alumni uh, who have been taking those classes. Um, so, for instance, one of our uh, one of our most popular one of those has been our Old English advanced language modules. Um, so people who have been studying Old English and who have learned, you know, how to translate Beowulf and read Old English poetry in the original but you know what? I can tell you from experience, you lose it if you don't use it, right? So um, we have this monthly opportunity for people to get together and read Old English poetry together, uh, to keep your hand in and get exposed to whole new sets of works that you almost never get to, to read or to teach in, um, uh, in, uh, um, uh, in, uh, in in you know regular old, old English courses, so it's been awesome. I I encourage you to go to BlackBerry. You can uh, you can go to so go to signumuniversity.org/space. There's a link to BlackBerry there. Um, you don't have to be registered in order to see it. You can look through our portals uh, even without creating a BlackBerry account. If you wanna if you wanna register and and buy tokens, you need to create a BlackBerry account, of course, um, so that you know we can help you help get you registered in space. Um, but um, anyhow, it's uh, it's it's been seriously cool. Um, and uh, space also has been a huge part of Signum success this past year. Uh, the two reasons why our actual gross revenue so significantly exceeded our projections for gross revenue um, was that we um, uh, we have the combination of the massive response in the to the annual fund the fundraising that i showed you in the very first slide and then secondly space um space far exceeded the initial conservative projections that i went into the year with um we sold over a thousand tokens uh in this first year of space being in existence we've sold uh 1054 no wait 1000 64 as of now, as I recall from my email this morning, um, we, 10 more, 10 more tokens were purchased this morning, I believe. Um, uh, so 1,064 tokens in the first year, total revenue, $128,150. Um, it, it's just been, I, that was not expected. I did not expect this program, uh, uh, I did not dare to hope it would take off in the way that it has, and it has been phenomenal. How many of those have been used? Uh, most. About um, There are many people who buy, because of course the, the tokens are cheaper if you buy more of them, so many people um, kind of have a, you know, will kind of stock up and then work through them over the course of many months. Um, so usually, I think, as I recall, tokens used is somewhere around uh, 800 and... 60, something like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, but, um, 
yeah, so that's 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 been a fairly typical pattern uh, from the beginning. As uh, there are, there are some, there there are, there are a number of people who will just kind of buy one at a time and, and use them, and other people who will um, uh, who will uh, hoard them and then go through the hoard uh, over time. So yeah, anyway, it's been um, it's been it's been phenomenal. Um, okay, I'm I want to talk, and I'm not going to talk at great length because I'm going to be doing some other sessions covering this, but I wanted to talk a little bit about visions for the future. Um, our theme, empowering sub-creation and cultivating connection. There are several opportunities that arose this year um, rather unexpectedly. And uh, for, you know, those Tolkien fans out there, uh, you know, may remember like Aragorn seeing an elf stone and saying, I shall take this as a sign or, you know, Elrond at the end of the Council of Elrond saying, if I have understood aright all that I have heard, then this is what we should do. Um, and uh, I, I tend to run Signum University on similar kind of principles in some ways. That is just sort of seeing the opportunities that come uh, and uh, the things which, which really just kind of present themselves. Um, and sometimes... This, this, these kinds of opportunities present themselves in, in um, like space last year, uh, the, uh, the opportunity to, to really kind of fill that, the, the, the perception of that gap and the conviction, there's really a desire for this. From what I'd been hearing from people, there's really a desire for this kind of program. And again, that desire exceeded even my expectations. Sometimes it comes in the form of people. Um, a, a person comes along and I say, oh, we could with this person's help, we could do this thing that we've wanted to do. Um, and uh, uh, the opportunities this year were were of that sort. Um, two people came along. We didn't come along. We've been connected with them for a long time. Um, uh, but the opportunity uh, to work more closely with Serena Higgins and with Maggie Park um, have both of them really had a huge impact on this past year. Um, and have uh, enabled us to move forward um, with a couple projects that, to varying degrees, I wanted or dreamed about for a long time, um, but never felt the moment had come for us to be able to do it, where we were able to do it. Um, but the time has now come, and that is the Signum University Press and Signum Studios. Um, for the press, We've wanted to do an academic press for a long time. Um, we've been talking, I mean, we've been talking, Serena and I have been talking um, about doing a Signum University press for many years. And, um, you know, I, I have really enjoyed thinking about the question, what, what can Signum do in the publishing world, right? Um, you know, we have tried to do some good in the education world since we were starting from scratch anyway. We took the opportunity to say, how can we do some things differently so that we can address some of the deepest problems that are really endemic in the education industry? And of course, the number one problem that's endemic in the American education industry is tuition levels, right? And so we have developed some new models in which we can deliver high, top quality education without having to force students to go massively into debt. Um, so in the publishing world, what can we do there? 
um, if we're going to build our own press from scratch, how might we do that in ways uh, that um, can really make a difference, can really change some things? Again, address, you know, uh, not merely replicate some of the same kind of problems that have led to uh, some of the biggest issues in the industry. Uh, and the biggest issues in the publishing industry that I was really excited to try to address um, was the exploitation of authors and artists um, and also accessibility questions. Um, I uh, wanted to make sure that the Anyway, the, the things that we published are so I, one of the things that we're going to be doing, for instance, uh, in that area is having, uh, you know, electronic and audio versions of everything that we publish, um, which is not done everywhere, you know, because whatever they think it won't be profitable enough or whatever. But we're going to do that um, anyway. There are ways, lots of ways in which we can make a difference. I'm not going to go into too many details about the press and what exactly we're doing and what we're planning. We're going to have a, we're going to have a big press update that Serena is going to lead later on in the day. And I'll leave a lot of that explanation to her. Um, but another thing that I did want to mention is that we wanted through the press to create a new culture of community interaction, um, to not just have a press, which is in the business of putting out material. Like here's stuff that we're publishing. Um, and we're offering this to you so that you can buy it and take it away and read it, right? That's what publishers do, right? And of course, we're going to be doing that. Like, it's not that we're not going to do that, but we can do more than that. Um, and we are really excited about opportunities that we are creating um, for the audience to be more actively engaged with authors and with the creative process itself, um, that we can be establishing, we can be cultivating connection among our community and between, again, between readers and writers um, through the process of publication um, in some ways that I think are going to be really, really exciting and which is, which is going to be quite different for an academic press. So I think that's going to be, um, I think that's going to be really fun. Um, now, the other Signum Studios, um, one of the opportunities, of course, that led to, led to, to uh, the launch of Signum Studios, um, which is very, which is very new. We're just getting Signum Studios underway. And that, of course, was the partnership that we established uh, with Studio Lab in Derry, New Hampshire. Uh, many of you will have seen uh, Rings and Realms, uh, the analysis show of the Rings of Power that Maggie and I made um, in partnership with Studio Lab. The uh, uh, the very remarkable production quality of those videos um, is is all down to Studio Lab and their world class facilities and talent. Um, and so the opportunity to work with Studio Lab and Maggie coming on with her uh, enthusiasm and experience uh, in the uh, in the film and video production world um, has really made Signum Studios possible. Um, and here we're kind of. With Signum Studios, we're really going to be breaking new ground. Um, what I mean by that is Signum University Press is going to be doing a whole bunch of really um, of really new things, right? We're going to be revolutionizing through Signum University Press the whole concept of an academic press. And yet, an academic press is nevertheless a known category, right? Lots of people have academic presses. So although, you know, as I say, we're going to be redefining that, it's a thing that that is sort of out there. 
But what does an academic video studio look like? That is something that has been a question that has really fascinated me. Um, what are potentials that universities have not, again, universities do presses, have done presses for centuries. Um, but what would an academic studio look like? What would we do? What are some ways in which, um, if we had the opportunity to create high quality video productions, what are some of the things that we could do? What are some of the ways in which we could really sort of establish some whole new areas uh, of, you know, sort of this crossover of learning and entertainment um, in the video world? Um, and I think that there are real, uh, really awesome frontiers here that just have not been much explored. Um, it's one of the things that has long frustrated me about the enter entertainment industry, um, both film and TV, uh, is that they sometimes have seemed to be almost, um, uh, almost allergic to academic or intellectual content, right? Um, well, I could tell stories, but I won't, uh, I won't, I won't bore you with particular stories, but, um, there have been a lot of times when I've been in conversations over the last 10 years, um, with folks in the entertainment world and saying like, you know, it's my experience that there are tens, hundreds of thousands of people out there who just flourish when provided with like good meaty intellectual material, right? Um, you don't have to, just because you're putting something on TV doesn't mean you have to dumb it down, right? There's actual learning that can happen. And I'm not saying all TV does this. I'm not saying there's no such thing as smart TV. Um, but it's been my experience whenever I've proposed things, people are like, oh no, no, people don't want to think that much. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I don't think you're right about that. Um, anyway, you know, it may be true of many, but it is certainly not true of all. Anyhow, as I say, I think that there are a lot of potentials. Um, we're just getting started at Signum Studios and figuring things out, but I am really excited about the uh, about the the possibilities there. Um, let me let me talk just a little bit, and then I will end about how I see the press and the studios fitting into the big picture of Signum University. Um, I think that there is. Together, these two will help to fill um, what is also a, uh, a sort of gap. When you back up and you look at all of what Signum University does as, as a whole, right? We do our teaching programs, which are awesome. And our teaching programs themselves are very inclusive and uh, and broad. I'm very happy with, with where those are, right? We have, um, we have teaching programs which meet... Not quite all yet, but almost all uh, uh, learning needs of people, um, you know, at least within our within our disciplines. Uh, so I'm really happy with our teaching programs. So there are teaching programs, then there are public broadcasts, um, mostly the ones that I do. Right. And these are more inclusive and they build a, a broader community. Um, I love making those available. And then, of course, we have our events, which serve as connectors among all these things. But, of course, one of the problems that people have pointed out over the years is that they would love to have more breadth 
um, in engagement opportunities outside of our teaching programs. Like they know that our teaching programs exist, but there are a lot of people who are like, okay, I can't do that right now. Um, I need to be a little bit more passive in my engagement than I said, you know, I can't be, I, I don't have time to take classes right now. Um, uh, you know, maybe try a space class every, every you know, uh, in, in a random month and give it a shot. But again, I get it. Like not everybody has, has time to do that. Um, and so a lot of those people, of course, are, are, are you know, maybe uh, listening to my um, uh, my weekly broadcasts, you know, or one or more of my weekly broadcasts asynchronously. And I often get lots of people politely saying things like, those are great, but it would be fun to hear from somebody other than you, too. <laughs> right? And maybe something else other than Tolkien. There's more stuff to talk about. And I'm like, yeah, OK, the problem there is money. Uh, so I um, don't know anybody else who will do that for free. And I wouldn't want to ask anybody to do that for free. I like, as I mentioned, I like to pay people for their time. Um, and I would love to build a broader program of, you know, more people teaching, uh, you know, things, um, you, know, you know, running broadcasts like that that are open to everybody. But we can't do it because I, I can't ask somebody else uh, to do that uh, basically for free. Um, and we don't have any mechanism for making money with that. I don't want to uh, put up a paywall in front of, you know, our weekly broadcasts in order to try to pay for this. So that's been sort of the challenge. How can we give more? How can we, um, we enable more engagement with more and broader uh, amounts of, of content? Well, the only way we can do that, the only way we can create more content for people to engage with and to engage with more broadly is somehow to charge for it, somehow to monetize it. And as I say, I don't want to put up a paywall in front of the things that we do. So so what then? Well, that's then the opportunity arose both for the press and for the studios to develop those during this, to begin developing those during this past year and really look forward to this coming year um, as the, the sort of the flowering of both of those programs. And this creates a new space that provides awesome new opportunities for exactly this kind of thing. Um, creating great new content, not just great new content, premium content, right? Some you know, th things which are, you know, the books, articles, video, audio productions, a really a different category of content creation. You know, there's sort of podcasts, YouTube videos and blogs, right? Which are great. And there's so much really great content that's out there. And there's a lot of that that's available. There's also premium content, right? You know, and in the like the super premium content up above, you know, I would put things like, you know, the high dollar, uh, you know, movies and TV shows and uh, and things like and, you know, courses as well, like, uh, you know, degree courses and things like that. Our teaching programs are sort of up there, too. But then in the middle, there's not so much uh, in the middle. Um, the opportunity to have um, more stuff that you can sink your teeth into, more stuff that you can talk about, more stuff that you can engage with, um, that we can give beyond what we, uh, what we do, more smart, thoughtful science fiction and fantasy content um, that's really kind of designed for our community. Um, and I think that the press and the studios together are really going to be able to fill this gap and provide a lot of opportunities, opportunities for new voices, for new topics, uh, for new fandoms to come in to our community um, to be, you know, for Signum to be both empowering 
subcreation, the making of new things, and also cultivating connection among our community. Um, well, so as I said, later on today, you're going to learn more about both of our new programs. Um, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk about Signum Studios. Um, Maggie's going to join me, uh, and we're going to um, and we're going to discuss uh, the Signum Studios and what's coming up. Um, the press, we're going to be doing a big press update at the end of today's session. Um, uh, they've got a, a bunch of fun announcements and and uh, and and a surprise as well uh, there. Um, so anyway, that's going to be that's going to be great fun. I cannot wait for you to see uh, what these programs have to uh, to offer. I'm I'm involved in both as a sub creator. Uh, we're uh, publishing my next book, Exploring the Lord of the Rings, through the press. Um, I'm working with Maggie on some studio projects in development. Really, really fun stuff. It's so good uh, to be in those spaces. Um, all right. So thus ends our State of the University address. Uh, thanks for uh, being here for this, uh, this update. And I love, as I said, to be able to share with you uh, the really exciting things that have been going on at Signum University and a little glimpse of what's to come as well.